Hey, great day. So before we get into today's podcast episode, I have a huge announcement. We are bringing back the Abundant CEO Private Practice Bootcamp. This is a three-day virtual party that I'm inviting all mental health therapists that either want a private practice in the next six to 12 months, or you already have had a private practice, maybe for the last year, five years, or even over a decade, but you want to understand wealth and cash flow in your company. You want to learn how to show up as a CEO and work more on your business versus in your business. Maybe you want to assess the health and the wealth of your current or future private practice to really see if you're on the right path to increasing your revenue, to growing your practice, maybe to streams of income later, or maybe even a group practice. Bottom line is you will walk away from this three-day bootcamp clarifying and understanding your niche, understanding how to show up as an abundant CEO, and most importantly, assessing the health of what you believe is a profitable private practice. So head down to the show notes and go to the link drtk.com forward slash links and sign up for the bootcamp. I'll see you there. Now let's head into the podcast episode. Hey, my name is Dr. TK, and on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the CEO of your business and life. I am a mom and wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist, working for a government agency, and being a professor for over 18 years into building a multi-six-figure mental health business and seven-figure digital product business and doing what I love. Now, I believe that you can make a wildly abundant living and become unapologetic while also dreaming big, enjoying life, and making a huge impact in your community. This is the Therapist Deserve Abundance Podcast. Hey, great day. Welcome back to the Therapist Deserve Abundance Podcast. I am your host, Dr. TK, and we are in a four-part series about a breakdown of the milestones that I have went through, specifically in my solo private practice. And so if you have not caught the previous episode, we did quarter one, which is getting on the field, aka maneuvering life as a business owner. And I've shared some hacks related to schedules, balancing work and business schedule, and just changes that I went through in the first couple of seasons in my private practice. So in the second part today, we are going to be talking about Hell Week. Also in the first episode, I broke down just a little bit more about myself um, regarding like things that I do for extracurricular activities outside of the mental health realm, even though I feel like it's therapeutic. And one of the things that I shared is that I used to play lingerie arena football and playing on the field got me to thinking, well, you know, there are four quarters in a game. I used to play basketball as well. So there's quarters as well. But football is the first thing that came to mind. And that's something that most people wouldn't know about me. So I decided to like play that game like you at a office party or something like that. But I also broke down my journey, my milestones with 11 years being in private practice to the four quarter method. And so quarter two is all about <laughs> hell week, right? So something different that you may not know about me, but you probably guessed it if you watch my Instagram is that I like to dance. So Along with basketball, playing at seven years old up until adulthood. Um, I didn't play in college. I just played like in a mural basketball, you know, kind of thing like that and on the streets. But I also was a cheerleader from seven until high school. All throughout high school, I was a cheerleading captain and all the things that goes along with that fun stuff. And so I had the opportunity to experience Hell Week, not just in sports, but also as a cheerleader because we had a very strict 
person who was over the cheer squad. She had very high standards. Um, she would have even like young woman chit chats with us. When I look back at it, honestly, I just, I wish that a lot of young women had the opportunity that we had. And I know that it still exists, but I just wish that it was in the school. I mean, and to just like give you an idea of like how strict she was, but in a good and loving way is all had to have our hair a certain way. She taught us about grooming, like grooming on another level, looking the part, having etiquette, acting like a young lady going through school, not sitting with your legs open. I had to work on that when I had on shorts because I was used to sitting down playing basketball. You feel me? And growing up with all guys, uh, it's very easy to become a tomboy. And so um, she taught us about etiquette. She even taught us whether you were doing things you weren't supposed to do or not. You know, as a teenager, she would talk to us about young ladies need to keep their cookies in the cookie jar. Hello. Right. So I admire her for that. And this lady, man, black don't crack. This lady like came back. And she now over the cheer squad. And now one of my best friends that I met in high school on the cheer squad, we met each other at 15 and now we're 42, like together. I think she just turned 43, but she has three. One of my friends has three kids and one of her kids is like 21. The other one's like 19. The other one just went to high school and she's on the dance squad. This lady who was like there when my mom went in 1970s is back over the cheer squad, like overseeing it because they need structure, right? But this lady look the same, like Miss Street. If anybody know Miss Street, at Conta High, tell a TK, Takesha, she know me about Takesha, said, what's up, right? I'm sure I'm gonna see her when Conta High open back. If y'all not familiar with California, I'm sure y'all familiar with Compton. Um, Dr. Dre put a lot of money into Compton High due to 2020. There was a lot of stalling with putting together this whole new campus. They tore our campus down. It is gonna be fire. So if you follow me, just pay attention probably in 2024 because we do in the city participate in homecoming and we go hard because that's where my energy comes from city pride all right and i really believe in giving back to where i come from so with that said let's talk about hell week so it ain't hell week in your business though it's more like hell years because there are going to be constant like ups and downs ebbs and flows but i will say i do not regret any part of the journey so if you ever hear me say, oh man, that was a mistake, you will hear me quickly reframe that statement and say, there were a lot of learning experiences because the only way that something is a mistake is if you don't correct it, right? So I have a level of thinking like no other where I can be in a sour situation and I can still say, but this is what's good out of this. It may suck. It's sad. I feel anger. I feel irritability. However, there is always something on the other side. It's like the law of uh, polarity. I was listening to a manifestation episode recently and they were talking about that in terms of like, if there's good, there's bad. If there's bad, there's good. If there's a plus sign, there's a negative sign. There's always another side. Do you live in the lack side or do you live in the abundant side, right? So I have always been a dream chaser per se, right? Now, what I did mention in another episode, and I've had plenty of episodes on this, is that I also had a group practice for about five years. I closed down my group practice when I was experiencing a lot of health complications, got pregnant, went through two surgeries, have a whole fertility series on that, like a six-part series. If you in that season and want to be over 30 and have a baby, I got you. Being remarried, having a blended family, got you. You know, a lot of that stuff is broken down into that video and audio series. You can go check it out on YouTube and or in the podcast. Um, however, during that season of me having a group practice, I realized that my group practice was created by design 
but low-key by accident. Meaning everything happened for a reason. I got certain clinicians in the group practice at the time that I got them for a reason. I trained certain clinicians in a particular way to take on certain clients off my caseload so that I can scale my time for a reason. I lost money, meaning I wasn't paying myself during certain seasons because I didn't understand employer taxes. I didn't understand taxes. I didn't understand corporations. I didn't understand any of those things. And that's honestly why I have the programs that I have and I connect my clients to people that I know who can help them understand their finances, entity structures, budgeting, business credit, like all those things. All those things are not what I'm an expert in, but I'm for sure an expert in linking you to the right people, right? And so I believe that all of these experiences that I had, starting with the expertise in my solo practice and then building systems to then have people ask me, can I teach them how to do it? They'll pay me. Hint, hint, that's how my coaching program was birthed without me even knowing it. Everything happens for a reason. So some of the financial experiences that taught me a lot included, but are not limited to, um, like I mentioned a moment ago, not being able to pay myself. I have a level of integrity with myself and also my team where I will pay my team and make sure that they're paid because they are helping me scale my time. Now, to be honest, I don't think I was really tripping on all the way, like at a 10, the money that I wasn't getting because I had a six-figure job, plus I had streams of income in and out of the mental health field. So I think that's why my level of stress was not as high as someone else who this is your only bread and butter. And this is why we tell clinicians, don't just get up. And roll out of bed and say, I'm leaving my job. I joined DTA. I know how to build a private practice, but you ain't built it yet though. Like you don't have consistency, right? You don't know how to market on your own. You've been relying on other people to tell people about your business. And that's cool. Word of mouth. But do you know how to market? Do you know how to talk to your ideal clients, right? Do you know how to not rely on Instagram to get in front of your clients, right? So I had a lot of learning uh, experiences through my solo and group practice. And some of them included financial Um, experiences as well. Other things that I experienced during this quarter too is learning how to say no, because I realized that when I was saying yes to every client that called, every opportunity that came about, whether it was free or paid, paid well sometimes when I kept saying yes, when the yeses that I wanted came along, I didn't have the capacity. I couldn't do it. And it sucked because I would rather, especially in this season, I would rather have five awesome, all the way heavily invested clients into their future, be my client in my program, then have 20 people who just want to think that they want to have a business. Like, nah, like work on that in therapy. I'd rather have highly committed people who are down for finishing out the fourth quarter of the game with this thing called business and life Versus someone who want to play double Dutch and they don't know if they want to get in the game or not. Like don't join the program because it's going to be overwhelming to you because you don't even see what's on the other side. Right. Um, So I learned how to say no. And that's one of the areas that I've gotten really good at. Right. Um, I also during this uh, hell month or hell years, I was learning how to hire. Um, Learning how to hire in retail or fast food is very different than hiring for a solo practice and hiring an admin staff is very different than hiring a therapist for a group practice. So I am at the place now and I was at this place years ago, but it took me time to get here and I'm still not perfect in this area. You know, in every season of my business as it grows and it scales up, I become a higher version of myself. Therefore, I require different things on my team. So I am at the place where I tell my students, I want y'all to be here too. If it doesn't require your voice or your face, you don't want it. 
Now, it doesn't mean you don't take it right now, right? But that should be your ultimate goal because that's how you scale your time. You're only showing up for things in your genius zone. Now, what really helped me during quarter two, because quarter one, I was really just like shooting the breeze, throwing spaghetti at the wall, as I mentioned in that episode. But in quarter two, I started to invest in myself. I got coaching in some of the following areas, okay? Mindset, manifestation, learning how to script out my future, finances, dreaming big again, having no limits, networking, writing my first book, speaking, creating online courses, creating different types of digital products, leadership, the list goes on and on. But I've taken a variety of self-paced and live coaching programs. I have been a part of a total of now four different masterminds that all had different specialties. And the definition of a mastermind is you get together with like-minded people who y'all got something in common. It don't have to be the same stream of income, but you all have enough different life and business experience that you can help each other grow. But a lot of masterminds also need some type of facilitator, potentially even someone who can come in and like drop some knowledge that you may not be privy to, meaning they're eight to 10 steps ahead of you. Okay, so I was well versed in investing in myself. And that's when I saw my business grow. That's when I saw money increase and I keep it, not just make it. But one of the things that I realized in that quarter, too, was that I was missing my mission. As I mentioned earlier, I was saying yes to a whole lot of stuff and I had to learn how to start saying no. I started to learn that I knew I was worthy for more. So once that light bulb went off, I realized, oh, there's another level to this, also known as quarter three in the next podcast episode. So let me ask you, what will it be for you? What is your mission? What is the next phase of who you want to become? What are some areas in your personal life and your business do you need help with? And be honest. And if you don't know, come to the bootcamp starting on August 14th. Watch the replays. Talk back to me in those live sessions, even if you're watching it on the replay. Hop over to the Facebook group and engage with us because that's where a lot of the laser coaching is going to happen, right? Um, but join us for the bootcamp because we're going to be making all of these topics come to life. So it starts August 14th. Um, join us for the fun. It's going to hyper-focus on things like assessing your brand, marketing, giving you tips and strategies. I'm not just going to leave you hard dry and say like, this is what you need, but I ain't going to show you how to do it. I'm going to give you something, right? We're going to assess the back office of your private practice. So even if you have a private practice, what typically is missing from those clinicians who have a private practice, and even if you are making the money, do you have systems? Because if you don't have systems just with working with you, how do you expect to grow a group practice if you haven't even built the fundamental systems for yourself, okay? Because when you hire people, you need to give them access to your systems. We're also gonna intertwine things like wealth and money mindset, how much money you leave it on the table and becoming an abundant private practice owner, okay? And then like I said, we're gonna continue that conversation in Facebook. So you must sign up to get access. Go to drtk.com forward slash links. The link is in the show notes. If for whatever reason you listen to this episode after August 14th. As long as you can get access to those replays by August 25th, you are fine. After that, they will no longer be available. Okay. So I will see you in the bootcamp. If you've been waiting on DTA to open up, you can go to the exact same link in the show notes and you will see to get on the DTA waitlist. If you want to learn more about how to up-level your private practice or start one, you definitely want to learn more about DTA. And I will be talking about that at the very end 
of the boot camp. All right. So if this is your first time visiting me on the podcast, welcome. I'm very grateful for you tuning in today. Please make sure that you click the follow so that you can be alerted of when I drop another podcast episode and finish out this series. If you are a returning listener as well, I want to say I'm grateful for you tuning in as well. I want to get to know y'all. If y'all can hop over to Instagram and let me know your biggest takeaway. And if you haven't done so already, go ahead and shoot me that five-star review on Apple iTunes and put in that box, your biggest takeaway, because that helps this podcast channel out tremendously by sending it out to other therapists so that they can know that there is an abundance corner that they can learn more about profitability in mental health businesses, not just solo practice, but throughout the year, we go through seasons of talking about specific things and we are in private practice season. So I will see you in the next podcast episode. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. Listen, I am over here dancing. You just finished another epic episode of the Therapist Deserve Abundance Podcast. Now, I know that flew by way too fast. So if you want more, please head over to our resource page at drtk.com forward slash links for additional abundant resources. Until the next episode, live intentionally abundant.